Welcome back, everybody, to the Hollywood Cole and Clear Fire video game experience. I'm Hollywood Cole, and this is Clear Fire. <laughs> What's up, dude? What you been up to besides playing Smash? Uh, playing Smash and actually playing the Alpha for Anthem. I got to play that over the weekend. So what's the process of getting involved in the, in the alpha? Well, it really just depends on the developer. So either they're going to um, tell you to basically sign up for their newsletters and they email you with a code and you get lucky chosen like that, or you sign up for a lottery to get drawn. Uh, just several different ways. This one happened to be a lottery and I got lucky and got my name pulled. And so... Got lucky, got into it, and got to play it. So do you have to fill out some type of profile, like, hey, you know, male, married, blah, blah, blah? Uh, Yeah, for a little bit for this one. It wasn't that in-depth for this one. It was just kind of like age range and male or female and your email address, and that was really it. Okay. Yeah, some of them are more in-depth. Like, I did one for, God, this this will show you how long ago I did the last alpha that I did. Or the last alpha that I remember, like big signing up for. It was actually for uh, EverQuest Frontiers. I don't know if you remember that game or not. It was uh, vaguely. Uh, it was the PS2 version of EverQuest uh, when they yeah. had, when they got the online thing for it. I got lucky and got selected for the alpha on that. They actually sent you to disc in that one. So um, in that one, you actually had to full, fill out this big long questionnaire on the different types of games you play and all kinds of other stuff. Sometimes alphas do that, sometimes they don't. It just really depends on like once again, just depends on the developer. Yeah, dude, I heard some awesome news uh, two days ago, and I emailed Revelation six seventeen Halo right. Killer. Uh, man, they are releasing a World of Warcraft Classic Edition. Yeah, I heard about that. So, dude, they are going back to the way that it was, the vanilla World of Warcraft. There's, it's not completely vanilla in terms of they're not going back mm-hmm. to day one. They're, they've picked a patch, and I don't remember the patch, like version 1.43 or something like that, to where they think that's the most complete version of the mm-hmm. vanilla. But, dude, they have, to me to me personally, they've ruined World of Warcraft with all the... There's no strategy. All you need is a tank, three DPS, and a healer. Yeah. And you just blast through instances where you used to have to take strategy. Hey, this magician has to sheep something or the rogue has to zap and everybody had their you know things they needed to do. And so they can't change it back now. They're going to lose their audience they have now. So they they, they did the next best thing and released this, this uh, World of Warcraft classic. And dude, I'm pumped about that, man. I'm going to get it. And I'm going to go back to playing it. Um, you know, just in the the basic edition there. Oh man, I'm so excited about that. I'm so glad to do. I did like the Burning Crusade and some of the expansions. So hopefully they'll kind of. I don't know what they're going to do. If it's just going to be this and that's it. If they're going to release expansions for it, that just uh, I guess it depends on how po- uh, how popular it is. But anyway, you saying the EverQuest reminded me of that, dude. Oh, I'm so I'm pumped about it. Are they going to drop it on console? No, no, no. It's going to be on computer, PC only. Probably PC only. Yeah, I hadn't heard anything about uh, consoles, but uh, that would be good. That'd be cool on consoles too. Yeah, it it changes huh. a game like that when it hits console just because of the different types of controls and everything. Yeah, but I mean that's I mean look at Monster Hunter World. That's a game that probably would actually flourish really well on the PC due to the all the functions you have in it. Yeah, and true. That that's 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 tight. That's how I see a World of Warcraft getting put on there with the radial menu that uh monster hunter has and all that so yeah so 
Cool. Um, so back, sorry. So back to Anthem. So what, so what, tell me about it. Was it I good? I can tell you very little. <laughs> um, so, uh, did you sign it? They have a very, very, very strong, uh, non-disclosure agreement on this game, which I understand why it, it's, it's been in development for a while. And I, I will tell you this. I'm very glad that they have drug out the development on it. Um, it, it shows it's a, there's, there's a good reason for that. Um, don't be upset with them taking their time, even though they announced it a while back. I'm glad they're taking their time to get this game right. Um, I will say this game's beautiful. Just, just amazing. They, they, they did the graphics well on it. Um, I'm trying to think of things I can say that are vague enough to where they won't get get me because that one guy he's he he he's playing it on PC and he decided to stream it uh, and I'm like oh I, I was just <laughs> when I when I heard this I was like oh my gosh this guy's gonna get shut down so quick and he got shut down before he was even even able to fully log on he started streaming it he did it on his PC because he was doing it through his Origin account and. As soon as he got through the loading screen to start it up, it shuts down and boots him out, and he's back to his desktop. He goes into his Origin account, and we I, we don't know if he had games in there or not, but when he pulls his Origin account back up, there are no games in there. They wiped his Origin stuff out. <laughs> so if he had other games in there, I mean, they wiped all of his other games out for breaking this uh, non-disclosure agreement, which I think is a little deep, but... I also feel like, okay, yeah, you did break the non-disclosure agreement, and they said that anything's fair game for them to do that, to kind of stick it to you. So I think they'll eventually give him his stuff back, but I think they kind of wanted to send the point home that they don't want any of this to get out. So when I heard that, I'm like, okay, I can't save this, 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 this on the podcast because I really wanted to talk about it and be all excited and hype for it, but I can't. But I will say that um, for me, the hype train is really running hard for this. I can't wait for the uh, VIP beta they have. So if you pre-order this game, you can play in a VIP beta that starts on January 25th, and it looks like it's going to be a whole weekend event. And I will be playing that beta that entire weekend. That's the only game I will be playing. I won't be touching anything else. That if that's if that tells you anything of how much I enjoyed the alpha. And the alpha was very, very, very small content-wise compared to the entire game. I can't. I know I can say that. So um, you can't say what you did on it. I, I can't. What did you say, get to do? I can't did you say, get to kill monsters or? I can't. Can't say what I got to do on it. Can't say say what I saw or anything like that. I mean, like I said, it's a beautiful looking game. I mean, this was an alpha, and I'm like, oh my gosh, this is beautiful. So did they that, have to do a background check on you to make sure you keep quiet and they can trust you. I saw this is like. A, I mean. It's like, it, it's better kept than some of the military secrets. I, that, I mean, that I, I mean, I, I mean, I, 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 I'm not sure that they didn't do a background check because I mean, but they didn't <laughs> a, ask for anything. I mean, the next thing you know, I'm probably going to be getting an email for uh, email saying, "Hey, you broke the non-disclosure agreement. Uh, we need you to turn in your first board child." I mean, it could be something <laughs> like that. So, but um, guys, listening out there, check out Anthem. Look it up, you know, read into it. It's going to be a great game. I mean, it's just, you can, when I played the alpha, I could tell that they really took their time in it. And I mean, this is, I'm talking about an EA game. This is an EA game, and it look, and it, and I think it's going to be the, I think it's going to be the hotness. I even told Hollywood Cole that I'm predicting it that Alpha that um, Anthem is going to be the game of the year for next year. I really think that it's going to be that good of a game. So um, 
check it out, look it, look into it, read up about it. Um, there's a lot of great things coming from from uh, Anthem in the near future. So, did you get to pick your character at least? Like, are they just assigned you a character? Like, did you get to pick one of the classes? Mm-mm. No, they did just assigned you one. Yeah, didn't get to pick anything. Were, you, were yeah. all of the people the same, or did they have? Did you see different classes? Uh, you don't. Yeah, you didn't get to see much. So you weren't in a you weren't in a place with a bunch of other people. You were just by yourself. Well, I mean, I don't know if I, I don't know how much of that I can say. It's it's one of those things of uh, they're taking it really hard. So I will say that Anthem is going to be a social game. So be prepared oh, for yeah. that. So just so be tell prepared me though. How fun was it? I was a blast. I loved it. Just how fun? Like was it? <laughs> like, give me a scale, and I could t- I could give you a I could tell you how fun it was off the scale. Would you turn Destiny off forever if you had to, if you could play Anthem? If you Just couldn't play Anthem if you couldn't. Would you continue on with Destiny and Destiny Three, but no Anthem? Would you do it? No. Or would you say you wouldn't? You would kick Anthem to the curb and play Destiny? No, no, Destiny no. I, I, I would I would put Destiny down. Oh, okay, good. Okay. I'd put if you would have said no, I would have stayed to Destiny. I'd have been like, well, now I know it's not fun at all, and nobody needs to get the game, right? I would have put I, I I would put Destiny down in a heartbeat if I had to choose between Destiny or Anthem. Was it like Destiny though, in terms of controls or like uh, double jumps? Did you? Uh, I'm trying to think of what I can say. Um, I'll just say this: I really enjoyed the controls. I didn't feel like they. I, I didn't feel bad about the controls. Um, there are. It was the alpha, so of course they're gonna they're gonna have to do some improvements. But I didn't feel like I felt like the controls were very good. That, I mean, that's uh, did they was there loot that dropped from enemies that you saw and it changed? You couldn't equip it probably, but I'm you saw some to, loot drop. I'm, I'm trying was to it, I'm was trying it to green, can, purple, the standard colors of. I'm trying to think of what I can say without getting in trouble. That's the problem. I'd love to answer all the questions that you you're throwing have to at decrypt me so it? quickly. <laughs> There's no decryption. I did not have a decryptor. I'll tell you that. There was no did you, decryptor. Did you there. have to pay was, 99 cents to decrypt it? There, there was no crypt arc there. <laughs> there was no, um, there was no uh, pay schedule there. If you died, did you have to wait 30 minutes or pay 99 cents in order to come back? <laughs> Because that's what we're expecting out of this EA for the Battlefront and everything. But no, hopefully they learn from Battlefront too. Th- it seems I, like they did because they said there's going to be zero microtransactions in this one. I, I think they've learned. Um, like I said, I mean, for an alpha, this is probably one of the best alphas I've played. I mean, it was just it. It, it was nice. It was clean. It was fun. It was so enjoyable. I hated. I couldn't play it with you. I wish you could have been in there with me because it was just. It was one of those things that I'm sitting here playing. I'm like, oh my gosh, I wish Hollywood could see all of this. And I will say this. I did record it, which I mean, uh, and I don't care if EA knows that or not. I did record it, but I'm not going to release the footage until they say I can. So it's be great. So as soon as I can, as soon as I, as soon as I can release it, I'll even, I think I'm going to contact them and say, hey, look, I run this podcast. Um, I'm wondering if you'll allow me to release some of the footage I recorded from the alpha. If they tell me no, then that's fine. I'll keep it in my bank until down the road when they say, sure, go ahead and release it. But it, 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 I feel like they've done a great job on this game. And I really look forward to seeing more of the game. And I mean, it, 
it was really it really hyped me up and looking forward to the future for Anthem. So, I mean, for me, the for me, the alpha did what it was supposed to do, Uh, basically build hype, and it it was well worth it. Were uh, were the loot boxes like reasonably priced or? <laughs> I can't help it, man. I know, is, I know. So, and the reason that I say that I'm joking around, obviously, but they would never put that in the alpha. But um, you know, we talk about Destiny all the time, yep. and we've had our debate, you know, constantly. And I, I went back and listened to some old podcasts today, and um, and we even the fan versus hater with Edgy and you and me. It wasn't, and you kind of said, you know, if you want to get Hollywood coal spun up, you talk about microtransactions, microtransactions, and it's not the microtransactions in those games that get to me. It's, you know, it's one thing for somebody to create an aspect of a game. I don't like some mechanics of the game. I don't like a the multiplayer of the game or whatever, and that's fine. It, that that's for me to decide on my own. I don't really like it. If somebody else likes it, more power to them. But when Destiny introduces introduces a poison into the game to where, hey, we're going to release this game, not care about what the fans think, just please our corporate boards, you know, our chairman and all this, and introduce microtransactions and little nickel and dime everybody, make make promises and break them because they don't care, even downgrade for Destiny 2 in order uh, to make more money. Hey, we're going to develop this thing in a year and then just just basically sell it and like because everybody's going to be hyped for it. We don't care if they come back or not. Well, now it's coming back to bite them. Anyway, I say all that. We've already been through that. But I just say all that to say Anthem can, has a, a choice here. They can take that road, in which they think is the quick dollar road. You know, hey, I'm not worried about giving you value for your money. I'm worried about trying to collect and rip as much from you as I can initially, like Destiny did. Uh, and it came back and bit them. And I think they tried to do that with Battlefront 2. So at bid EA, hopefully they learned from Destiny's model and they can make a great game. Because you're right, if this thing is all that it's cracked up to be, and they did say no microtransactions. They so have that said that. Not try- it means they're not trying to be greedy. Um, and I have no problem with paying people for their work, you know, and all this. I mean, that's a lot of labor to develop a game like this. And $60 is cheap, I, I mean, for that. It's been like it's been sixty bucks since, you know, video games were out. So I understand they're trying to make other ways, and that that is not my problem. But like I said, that poison is introduced to the video game market. If that took off and they were making tons of money, then we got a cell phone or spending a four hundred dollar console that's essentially just a four hundred dollar cell phone that you're just getting ripped off on. But I I will digress. So so I want to add to that what Hollywood was just saying, just because it's funny that he's bringing this up about Destiny and the poison and the way Destiny was done. Because I actually had a quasi conversation with somebody on Facebook today because they made a good post. Um, somebody was asking about you know why can't we have our old armor back from D one because the D two armor looks like poo compared to our D uh, compared to D D two armor looks like poo compared to D one. So. Um, I'm gonna throw his name out there because I think he deserves recognition because I really, I really liked his, uh, really like what he said back to this person. His name is Greg McKinney, and he said D1 was the remains of a good thought of a game. D2, hmm. D2 is just the cash cow living off the dream. 
And I was like, that is like the perfect statement to encapsulate everything and the way we feel about D2. Because D2, D1 it definitely was the remains of a great game. And then um, I told him, wow, I've not heard it stated this well. Because, I mean, really, I haven't. And then he comes back with it and, t- and tells me this. And I want to share this because I really thought this was good. He said, D1 was going to be so good. They chopped it up, lost employees, and it turned out okay. It was awesome compared to D2, and D1 is still awesome in many ways, but would have, could have been so much better if it mm-hmm. if it followed through with its hype. D2 is literally, literally living off of the success of D1. It's barely breathing too. Twitch streams, YouTube streams, tell the truth about who is playing, watching, interested in the, in the games. D2 is not that game. So basically, he has just nailed it. This Greg McKinney guy has nailed it perfectly saying what we've been saying about D2 and D1 in essence is that D1 it, it, it was it, it had the potential to be such a great game and it turned out to be I mean a, a decently good game we we both enjoyed it we had a lot of fun with it and then D2 yep. comes out and D2 basically scrapped everything they did good with D1 and just said hey we don't care what you like and what you don't. We're going to try to see how much money we can get out of it. And, and and it's turned out to be not the best game that it could have been. It could have been so much more. It could have been a great game. And they looked at it with dollar signs in their eyes and ruined the game. Yeah, D2 is a shell of uh, D1. And then I saw that they are saying now, oh, D3... Destiny 3, we are going to introduce a more complex leveling system. We're going to introduce it, make it more complicated, and blah, blah, blah. Dungeons and raids are going to be harder. And And I'm like, man, that siren song sounds so sweet. That's like five S's in a row. Siren song sounds so sweet, man. (laughs) And it really does, dude. I mean, I'm just like, oh, that sounds awesome. That was perfect alliteration there. (laughs) Yeah, if you take all of the greatness that was Destiny 1 and add that, but I'm like, you have said something appealing every uh, DLC. They say it every, every time. game. Every time y'all, you know, anything like that, any new game coming out, any DLC, it's the same thing. And every time, every time, people are disappointed. Every time. And I don't mean that sometimes some, everybody's, no matter what you put out, you can paint the Mona Lisa and somebody's not going to like it. I get it. There's always naysayers. But I'm talking about, hey, this is going to be a great DLC. It's like three missions. It takes twenty minutes to finish, you know. Well, and, it's the, and they always ridiculous. and they always say with the first major DLC after you know right at that year mark that they drop. That's their. I mean, technically, it's the third DLC they drop, but it's the first like major, like really big thing. Because when you look at the two that come in that first year of the of the game, they're they're minimal at best. I mean, you're looking at three, maybe five missions. It's just really yeah. small, and it's like, why even do that? Why not just wrap the two DLCs because up into one and make ten missions? No, because it's because, because of they, this. Because they make money I'll, off of it. I'll tell you. Well, of course, but I'll tell you exactly why they do it. Um, so you buy the game for 60 bucks. Your first DLC is $15. Second DLC is $15. And they are, they are uh, short on content for a reason. The simple reason is when you pay that $40 for that, quote, big DLC, mm-hmm. that's just standard DLC. But because you've paid for these little minuscule DLCs, you go, wow, this was a great DLC, Bungie. It's so much content. And like, dude, that's what it's supposed to have been the whole time. Exactly. But they just fed you all these little baby, you know, 
portions, and then all of a sudden you get a little meal, and they go, wow, we're such our dollars worth, but they've already milked another $70 off of you. It's just garbage, dude, and I hate that there's companies out there that think this is a viable business model, and I hope that it fails miserably so this does not entice other companies to do it. And I guarantee you, I don't care where we stand now, but I guarantee you, no matter what they say, that EA saw that business model and go, hmm, that's a good way to make some money. And Anthem was going to be just like Destiny until they saw it failed. And, of course, Battlefield 2, all the pushback they got from everybody. Yeah. And they have changed it. Thank God. And that gamer spoke. Look at how much revamp went over on Battlefront 2. You know, it drops, and everybody's like, oh, new Star Wars, Battlefront 2, it's awesome. And they see how much the loot crates were involved with it. And within, like, what, two weeks of the game being out, they start pulling loot crates out and pulling everything out of it because it it ruined the game and hurt them so bad. It hurt their sales so bad. I think that EA... I think EA is the first company that's actually going to learn from the lesson of the loot boxes. And from what I saw in Anthem, it is proof... In the Anthem Alpha, it's proof that they are changing their ways and going to make a better game. And I really think that Anthem is, is going to be the turning point for us gamers and the whole microtransaction loot box world thing. So I, I really think that we're going to gonna have that change there. You have to be wary of EA and Activision. These are two of the oldest companies in the business. Uh, I don't know exactly when EA started, but it's Electronic Arts. They were making games for Super Nintendo back in the mid-90s, sports games. That's all they did. And so, you know, the investors and everybody else saw the amount of money that they could potentially make. So now they're having to appease and make quick dollars so that they can, you know, appease their investors. Um, Activision was formed. Uh, do you remember how Activision was formed? I do not remember. So Atari, back in the day, they would, uh, so you'd have one guy or whoever that, that ran Atari, and uh, he would have all of his, it's kind of like the Steve Jobs of Atari, he'd have all his programmers program all these games and um, ship them out. Well, the programmers got no credit for it. Remember that guy that hid yeah. his little name? He hit his the mm-hmm. first Easter egg ever was the creator. Yeah, is in is in Ready Player One. That's how he tried to do it. Well, all those video gamers or programmers, excuse me, all those programmers broke off and formed their own company. That company was called Activision. So that thing has been out. That company has been out forever. So it's only a matter of time until you know, man, we can make a lot of money with this. Let's you know, go public or whatever. However they do it. EA, but anyway, man. EA was founded in May tw- was founded May twenty eighth of nineteen eighty two, so that tells you how long EA has been yeah. out. And let me, I'll find Activision real quick. Let's get an exact date out there. And Activision October first, nineteen seventy nine. So yep. that lets you know that they are they the Hollywood's correct in saying they're literally probably the two oldest companies out there that are still chugging along with the exception of like Nintendo because they probably would have been somewhere around those dates as well. well Nintendo was a they, they did card games yeah. back in the 50s. Yeah, but you're looking at as as as, as software de- as video game developers, Activision and EA are probably the two oldest or, or yeah. are very close to being the two oldest. Speaking of Nintendo and speaking of good business models with a caveat. So I'm going to <laughs> I'm going to with the uh, caveat. Yes. I'm going to GameStop, and I pick up my... I never reserved games. The only reason I reserved 
Smash Bros is because I was heard that it was going to be kind of maybe tough to get. And the thing about Nintendo games, these Switch games are all like, they told me they're all like novelty. They're all uh, collector's items because they're just, you know, people get them di- digitally or whatever. But anyway, um, I reserved it. I never reserve it simply for the fact that if they don't, if they, if they already guaranteed to sell 10 million copies, they're not going to really do much to try to entice you into buying it. But they hadn't reserved any, they're going to try to offer new content. Perfect example is Destiny, just like we talked about. They, they stripped content to sell it as DLC. Everybody knows this. It's already on the disc. Anyway, um, they asked me at the counter, do you want to pay $25 so you can get the five other fighters? I'm like, no, I don't even know if I'm going to like the game. Oh, you're going to like it. Well, okay. But if I like it, I'll pay $30, you know, for the different <laughs> fighters. Not to mention, well, I don't want to get too far into it, but I mean, I don't know. Yeah, so this, is, this is my first uh, Smash Bros., but that I actually have ever owned. I played the N64 one for a minute. I mean, I say a minute, I probably spent 30 minutes of my life on the N64 version. Um, so this is my first Smash Bros. And the characters, depending on who you want to get and you want to master and all this, you just, they're not all the same. So whatever your style is or whatever. So anyway, I'm, I hope Nintendo doesn't start taking this route here, uh, which they are. But, uh, you know, I don't know, man. They, they started doing DLC for Breath of the Wild. They used to never do DLC. Yeah, but so, it's not it's not game breaking DLC. It's not you can still play the game and not feel like you're losing anything. With Super Smash Brothers, it's five characters and five stages. If you go out and you go play somebody, you're not losing anything. You could still play them. You're not losing a chunk of the game. Like with Destiny, if you take their DLC C structure there, you can't get to the highest level if you don't have the most current DLC. I mean right. that, so that but stops you on the game right there. With these this DLCs, is not game breaking DLC said every, is the first words of every single company that ever started DLC. That's how they all start. Well, they all start and that way. Start, and I'm hoping yeah, that so I'm that's hoping, what Nintendo never did that until now. In I'm, fact, they gave free DLC with Monster Hunter uh, Ultimate um, back on uh, Monster Hunter Three on uh, Wii U. And uh, so I'm not I'm not against paying for DLC. Don't get me wrong. I mean I, I, I see I hate a Nintendo. If anybody's going to do it right, Nintendo's going to do it right. I still have faith in Nintendo. They're not going to start some Destiny crap. Nintendo, yeah. Nintendo's always marched to their own drum, and they've been successful. You're talking about old companies, like you said. They've been out for since the beginning of the '80s, at least. At know, least in the video game world, yeah. That I know of, yeah. So, but anyway, so Smash Bros, man. Um, well, let's. Well, I don't want to get into Smash Brothers because I still uh-oh. got I still got two bits of news, and I really hate that we burned like okay so much time on the, on that stuff with Anthem and some other stuff there. But no, uh, it's great. I, they I, need I, to know, man. No, think, everybody I, wants to know how much a loot box is going to be. I just think I think the whole thing that we had with Anthem and all that discussion was really good because you know there was some stuff we needed to air out as well. So two things I want to say. First, this morning was the drop of uh, some new information on Monster Hunter World. A um, couple good things, a couple eh things. So the first thing is, is they're doing another collaboration. They're doing it this time with The Witcher. So they're going to have... That's good. Uh, I don't know how to say his name. I don't know. I say it wrong every single Geralt. time. Yeah, Geralt. So Geralt is going to be in Monster Hunter World. And you can get... I, I guess it's going to be skins that you can get to look like him, kind of like they did with uh, Devil May Cry. <clears throat> but they're doing that crossover, so I think that's going to be really cool. Uh, second piece of information is is now they've got an arch-tempered 
Kalov uh, Taroth. So you're going to have a harder fight with Taroth and going through that whole um, the Is siege. That the raid? The, the, the raid, the a siege. siege. Yeah, if you, yeah, they call it a siege. Okay. So yeah, that that's the whole cool. thing. So it's it's going to have that. There's actually going to be new mechanics to that. So that's going to be kind of neat. Uh, and the other thing is, is they're going to have a new full-blown big expansion to it called Iceborne. If you're a fan of the Monster Monster Hunter series, you know that this is going to open up to a lot of the other monsters that they have in their uh, their history. Tigrex being one, um, some other ones. I'm not too familiar with it because Monster Hunter World's my first play into the Monster Hunter uh, series. A couple of the guys we play with, uh, Grifted, uh, Reptile Man, they, they all have talked about these other uh th- these other uh monsters to hunt and they're they're really excited about that the only problem with this is is they're waiting until autumn of 2019 to drop this so good lord for monster hunter this is kind of killing some steam for them but it does also bring some some life to the game hopefully it won't be too late for it um, and then the other bit of news that I want to also drop is something that I was reading just tonight as I was on my way back home is it looks like we might be seeing a PlayStation 5 sooner rather than later. So everybody knows that Xbox is planning to drop their quote unquote Xbox 2. Uh, we don't know if that's what it's going to be called or not, but that's what people are dubbing it as is the Xbox 2. Then we don't know if they're going to uh, we don't know what it's going to be called, but we do know that they are planning to drop it in the fall of 2020 or around the holiday season of 2020. PlayStation 5 by the rumors that are spinning up, it seems like they're going to be trying to drop theirs before the uh, for holiday of 2019. So we could possibly see a PlayStation 5 next holiday season i don't know how true this is this is all rumors right now but i do want to mention that to the people that do follow rumors track things down and everything like that because this could be a big deal um there's rumors that the ps5 dev kits are already out and about to all the developers playing with it and it's been with them for a while which i mean that should be with them anyway if the if if they're even thinking about trying to get out by 2020 it should already be be there so I don't know what that's going to mean for us. I don't know if we're actually going to see one in 2019, but put your ears to the ground because PlayStation or Sony backed out of E3 for 2019. They didn't do their uh, PlayStation event that they do usually in 2018. So the rumor is, is they're trying to really build up excitement for that PlayStation event and have a big, a big pop for that PlayStation five. So there's a lot of signs that it could be coming next year. Yeah, the Xbox had announced. So this is a classic. Um, you know, Xbox One was behind this this console war, so they just immediately move on to the next step. And it's just kind of like the capitalism thing or whatever I'm talking about with Anthem, with Destiny, and all this. They see that they are you know behind. So now, or like I was talking about for uh, reserving your game or whatever. Anyway, you'll see what I'm talking about. I hope. So Xbox is behind, so they need to now do something to get back on top. So I expect they're going to go all out on this system, add things that PlayStation would not. In other words, they're going to take some hits on the, in the, as far as their margins, they're going to shrink them down as far as it can just to get ahead again in this uh, thing, this console war. All right. Now Sony's playing catch up. Well, no, wow. They're going to have theirs out 
in 2020 or sooner, we need to get it together. So I would be willing to bet that Xbox is going to be pretty on top of their game when these consoles come out. Um, I'm going to seriously look at buying a new Xbox instead of Sony this time. Um, just because it's like you said, the things that Sony did, I don't think they handled successes that well. They kind of pulled out of E3. We don't know what they're going to do with their Sony deal. They didn't want to do cross-platform play. Um, what else? There was a couple other things I thought that they did recently that didn't, I didn't really like. Uh, but anyway, um, I don't know. We're going to see how the Xbox looks and what it's going to do. But I'm seriously going to consider jumping back to Xbox. It seems to be this way. PlayStation 2 beat Xbox. Uh, placed, um, then they've had Xbox 360 beat PS3, mm-hmm. and now PlayStation 4 beats the Xbox One. So now, you know, so I'm saying when one of them's behind, they got to pull out all the stops to get ahead again. And, it's, and we're the big winners. So it's a good thing. Yeah. I, I honestly, I honestly feel like PlayStation might still stay ahead this next generation. Um, I, I'm, I'm not a fan of how Microsoft is doing some of their core business with the way that they're doing uh, things and trying to push to going to cloud-based gaming. They're still pushing that hard. I think that's a a terrible idea. Um, Yes, I know that having the actual CD disc is not a normalcy anymore, but I'm sorry. I like to have that hard media in my hand, sticking it into my my system. And, And to me, that just is a big deal. And Microsoft is already building the backbones for cloud gaming and pushing it hard. And if that's the way they're going to go, I don't know if I really want to jump on board with that. You know, PlayStation, they, they do have their PlayStation now and they do have their cloud gaming, but it's not what they're trying to push their entire system to. And I think that's the reason why I might still back PlayStation, but I won't make that decision until I see what see what comes out. If PlayStation pulls what Xbox One did when they released all their info, then yeah, I might I might change my mind. But right now, I'm still sticking with PlayStation just because of Microsoft's core business strategy is to try to push everything to cloud. And I know that from dealing with them at my work because we're a Microsoft shop and they want us to always go to cloud. They're always trying to change us to the online, taking us off on-prem. It's one of those things where, you know, I, 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 I think cloud's a good idea. I just don't think it's a good structure for gaming, especially for me in a situation that I'm at, because you start to isolate some of these gamers that are in areas that don't have good internet, that want to be able to play games solo. If you go to cloud-based gaming, now they can't play because they have to have an internet connection. And it goes back to Microsoft One's first strategy of having the always online console. Right now, my PlayStation 4 doesn't have to be online for me to play some of the games that I like playing. I don't have to be online to play God of War. I don't have to be online to play Horizon Zero Dawn. You know, the only game right now that I have to be online to play is Destiny 2. And that's because that's that's how it's designed. But that game's designed like that. You know, if you're telling me that I'm going to have to be always online to play my Gears of War game that's on Xbox... 
then why would I want to do that? That's ridiculous to me, in my opinion. You know, if I got a CD, let me stick it in and just sit here and play at my house somewhere I can play it wherever, whenever. You know, don't tell me I have to be online to play it. And that, that's that's my issue with Microsoft right now. So it's going to be hard-pressed for me to lean toward a Microsoft system if they're going to be pushing me to a cloud-based style. Um, Back before Xbox One, when Xbox One was announced and PlayStation were announced they uh, they had this in Game Informer um, that uh, the CEO of, uh, and I may be misquoting his position, but one of the top guys at Microsoft says, no we will not go to a cloud based platform we will never be always online because if we do that and our competition goes to CDs and doesn't do that only, then we've just basically dug our own grave and then, um, so it's like, okay, well, cool, Mike, they're not going to do that. And then another guy, then, you know, months later, another interview, no, we're not going to go to cloud-based gaming. Um, and then, what do you know, when they release the Xbox, hey, it's always on, exactly what you said, always on cloud-based gaming, and it killed them. The guy even called it out that, hey, if we do that and our competition goes to disc, then we're going to lose. And it's exactly what happened. And so... I thought if they have not, and so I didn't buy an Xbox because, because even though they said, no, no, we're not doing cloud-based anymore. We're not doing cloud-based. And I'm just like, dude, you do not spend the last 10 years basing your entire business model around cloud-based gaming. So mm-hmm. as soon as you get a majority of the market, you're going to go to cloud-based gaming. And so that's why I didn't buy one. In fact, Game Informer did a game in Farcer. That's the April issue. That's, you know, something like, do you promise, uh, like, write, let's write letters to these companies or, or they would write a letter. The, the kind of the little stick was the companies writing a letter to the fans making promises. We promise we will not go to cloud-based gaming as soon as we get a majority share of the market. And it's just like, good. Everybody's thinking the same thing. They made a joke out of it. The Game Informer did for the fans. And so if that is not your lesson learned and you're going to come out with this Xbox too and still try to push that, then yeah, you've lost me as a customer too. I'm not doing that. I'm a collector. I need a physical copy. Um, and will you be able to play it later on down the road? We've talked about this. Once the once these servers are not supported anymore. Nope. You got to go to our Xbox three. Now mm-hmm. it's a stupid business model. And if they are still pushing that, then yeah, they lost me again. I'm not even going to touch it. I don't care what kind of games it has. Well, Microsoft's definitely pushing that. That's their business model for their entire company is to yeah. push it to go online and go to cloud-based. So until I see the Microsoft, until I see the Xbox 2 and see it with a disc slot in it and they say that, okay, you don't have to always be online and there's proof, then I'm not even going to consider it to be in my house. I mean, it's just one of those things where <laughs> I, I don't want not it. welcome. It's not. I'm gonna put a big old Xbox not welcome here on the front mm-hmm. in my front yard if that's if that's what they're gonna do because it's just ridiculous. It's gonna kill. It's gonna kill you in the long run. And heck, Microsoft has even said in in some statements that they've been considering getting out of the console market. So I mean. Looking at that, hearing everything that I've heard from them, seeing their business, the way they're playing in, in the in the realm. I'm just not for them right now. I don't. I have no desire to even look into buying an Xbox Two right now until they well, prove. They have to a me. chance to turn it around. This is their last chance. I mean, I would say one of the one of their last chances. They're going to be Atari later. They can come out with a great console that is for gamers 
or for Microsoft. You know, so if you're going to make one for gamers, then you're going to be okay. But if you make make a console that's a business model that you want to use instead of what your gamers want, then you just already that's just standard business 101. Well, you know, hey, we want people to go here, and so we're going to make a make force you to do it. You're going to fail. Yeah, it's. I I just I have nothing for them right now because at least PlayStation halfway listens to their consumers and listens to the gamers. You know they built yeah. a they built a system for gamers, and that that's the way I feel when I crank up my PS4 every single time. This was designed for me as a gamer, so. We need to talk about we need to uh, talk Smash about Smash Bros. Now, yeah, we've 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 gone a long time without talking about Smash Bros. So, all right, so Smash Bros. Dude, uh, I turned the game on. I want to know your first impressions because I already know yeah. mine, and this is your first Smash Brothers, so I want to know your first impressions. So I, I turn it on, and of course it looks great, and all the fighters, it, it looks amazing. Um, the detail, the fighters, and I love those little eight-bit stages or whatever. Then yes. you have these really detailed fighters that drop down. It looks great. So that was never going to be in debate. I love all the different characters you can choose. Um, so I turned it on and got into okay. What do I need to do? It said Smash. Okay, great place to get started. Okay, cool. Thanks for thinking about me, Nintendo, because <laughs> I've never played it. And I clicked it and I picked. Um, I think I picked. Either Zelda or, or Link or Mario first. Yep. And um, and so I picked one of those two, and then it was just chaos, and I'm just pushing <laughs> one button, but bump, 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 and I'm yep. like, what am I doing? I don't even know what's going on. I, this is the only attack button. The other one doesn't do anything, and it's just all I do is just all it's just a button masher. And I was like, and my son, I was like, I want to play, you know, at first. And then he kind of saw my face, and I was like, man, what this game is? I, I don't like it. It's just <laughs> a button masher, and. Uh, I don't really understand it. It's kind of chaotic, which, you know, that just takes time to get used to. And then I was kind of like, oh, and then he kind of just left and went and played Legos or something. He didn't even <laughs> want to play. He didn't even want to watch it anymore. It's like, wow. And so I kind of like, I don't know if I like this. And um, so anyway, then I uh, picked a different character or whatever and just kind of messed around and looked. I went to that training thing. says, okay, if I push to the right or left and B, it does something else. I push up B, it does something else. I push down B, it does something else, right? That's your that's kind of your mood combo moves. If I just push neutral B, don't push anything but B, it does something else. And then A is another attack, and the two jumps are above those two, uh, Y and X. And you can your block is right trigger, left trigger, and your R and L are the grab and throw. So I kind of learned that and kind of got involved in it. And I'm kind of like you know, um. I'll, I'll give it another try. So I found the classic mode and you go through and then, it, you know, you'll have something that unlocks your characters that start popping up. We'll kind of get into that. But um, I kept coming back to it and I remember we were going to do this podcast. So just by the way, we were supposed to wait a week to do this podcast, but we want to do now because of the first impressions. We want to, we want to get this thing while yep. it's still hot. And uh, so that's why we're a couple of days out. We were supposed to do it last night, uh, but we had, we get, get caught up. Um, and I was going to tell you, though, I just kept coming back to it. Like, why is this game fun? You know, why is it so fun? And now I love it, man. It's so much fun to play. Uh, I found my character. Uh, me and my son played online together. We play, we did the uh, classic mode where you got to go through and fight the boss and everything mm-hmm. together. And it's just a lot of fun. He's getting good at it. I mean, he'll KO some folks, man, online and everything. He's six. And uh, Kirby's his dude, and Kirby's my dude, by the way. I can wreck with Kirby. 
Kirby is a sick character, and he's the first character you start out with in the story mode. And oh, is it? Yeah, yeah, it is. Isn't it? He's the only character. It is. That's why I liked it because he's yeah. the only character you start with because you have to literally unlock every single character. Yeah. when you start story mode, and so it's and Kirby. Kirby's always been an enigma, an an enigmatic character in the Smash Brothers. I remember Smash Brothers sixty four, and. God, Kirby would be so frustrating in that game because he's he can be <laughs> such a pain. And what's what makes Kirby difficult is one of his moves is is he can suck you in and take one of your abilities. Yeah. And so now you can take abilities. So if you're fighting Link, you can suck him in. And if you press your, I think it's your B, one of your uh, good attacks, he shoots the bow and arrow. So he can start shooting you, and he actually do the full power shooting everything, and it's just like crazy. <laughs> awesome. I mean, he can take an ability from every single character, and he's just really a, a nemesis. And his and his jump makes him float, and it's like you can't get him down. It's like how can you yeah. knock him out unless you KO him? It's hard to really beat him, and so he's one of those tough characters like that. And man, I'm telling you, I like playing with Kirby. Of course, I've had to play with Kirby a lot just because of the way the game makes you kind of play that play with that character. But one of my favorite characters is Yoshi. I love Yoshi because one of my favorite moves to do back in Smash Brothers 64 and uh, Smash Brothers GameCube. I'm just going to call them based on their systems. That way, it's easier for for us to refer back to them. Is that you can uh, you can eat them and then poop them out as an egg. And I love doing that to people because if you if you Watch a person as they're jumping back to the stage, and you time it just right. You can jump up, eat them, poop them out, and drop them off the stage. And I would do it to people all the time, and they get so mad because once they're inside that egg, they can't do anything until they break free. And by the time they break free, they're already below the stage, and they can't jump up. And it's just such... It was so much fun to watch my friends get so mad. And, of course, you know, we're playing couch co-op at that time. So you could look over there, and if you're not careful, you might get a controller thrown at your head when you do something like that. So Yoshi is one of my favorites. I've been playing with Link some. I've been playing with Ike. I've been venturing out trying to get all those. I've been focusing mainly on trying to unlock all the characters. And that, that to me, is what I like doing because I want to get all the characters, and I really want to get a hold of Sonic. You know, I'm a Sega fan. And they have Sonic in this one, and this is the first time I've had to play the Smash Brothers with Sonic involved. And so, I'm working really hard on trying to get Sonic to come out. Now, I found Dude, before online, you go, we we go fought we fought uh, somebody online, me and Jacob. So it's two versus mm-hmm. two, and this dude had like that had Sonic man, and yeah. all he did was ball up and to one side, ball up, and first it was just like God, dude, and then we just started wrecking him, but. Mm-hmm. Uh, when he started balling up, there's nothing you can do. I mean, he's going to oh, yeah. hit you. He's going to hit you, and he's uh, He was fast. a little frustrating. Yeah. He's so fast. He, he's yeah. a good character, I think. Yeah, he is. And um, one that right now is uh, that's just making me mad is Mac from uh, Punch-Out. Oh, he's tough, yeah. So I'm trying to unlock him right now. I've got him in a cycle where I'm constantly seeing him every time for my unlock. And I'll tell you about my cycle later, how I can unlock characters pretty quickly. And I cannot, for the life of me, beat him because he can KO you so quick. He's got this power yeah. punch that I'm sitting there. I know how far he can go across the screen. I'm backing all the way up, and he still comes across the screen and hits me. It's like, how in the world is he still getting me? It's so frustrating. <laughs> but, oh, my gosh, he's so he tough. Was, uh, 
he was one, and this is just a YouTuber's opinion, but he was like, you know, for the top five or something characters that a newcomer should use, Little Mac was one that you, he says you'll get noticeable, you know, heavy hitter hitting. Well, yeah, because... But I mean, the problem is that he's he doesn't... You, same way with Simon. Simon's... I love Simon. Simon's a good uh, character. I can wreck with Simon, but if he goes off the stage, you ain't getting yeah, back coming on. back. Nah, you're same not. way for Mac. And so uh, that, those are the type you kind of you give up some pretty fast and heavy hitting. And Simon, if you if you know your there's no attack that's going to come at you that you can't counter mm-hmm. if you know your stuff. But man, you go off the stage, I fell, I've fallen without any hope at all. It's <laughs> terrible. Yeah, it fits so frustrating. And that's what Kirby's good for because it can teach you how easily it can you can get back on the stage. Yeah. I mean, with Kirby, but even if he couldn't get back on easy, how it's because he's got the best move set. You can't get above him; he's going to wreck you. You can't get below him; he's going to wreck you yeah. because he comes <laughs> down. There's two moves he can do, but if he balls up into like a whatever a wrecking ball mm-hmm. or anything and falls, you can't hurt him. Mm-hmm. And he can stay him. in the wrecking ball as long as he wants. Exactly. <laughs> and I mean, he's he's God, Kirby's just insane. He he frustrates me because I was just one of those he's characters. Awesome. He's fun to play with, but he's just fun to fight. He's 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 a He's a real challenge to fight. I'll just say that. But um, so yeah, little Mac. I can definitely see why he's a, a top character for a new newcomer because, I mean, dude, you can KO somebody when they have thirty percent with little Mac's power hit. Uh, yeah, I mean, so I mean, he just he just he, you'll just see him starting to charge up, and you're like, okay, do I want to jump on top of him and hit him, or do I want to? Because you start you looking at your strategies. And then by the time you calculate your strategy out, he's hit you with the uppercut and you're gone. I mean, it's just like, (laughs) boom, just flying out, you know, KO ring out, done. For those of you that hadn't unlocked him, um, if you finish Mario's classic mode twice, I did it twice. I've heard three times he'll appear, Um, but he beat me and I hadn't had him appear again yet. So I beat him in a, he's in he's in Ryu's classic Mm -hmm. story mode. But uh, just because you beat him there, you don't unlock him. But yeah, when he was the shadow and came back, Luigi, I just had a Luigi. He just crushed me, dude. Oh my gosh, he was brutal. Yeah, Luigi's tough too. So since we're since we've mentioned it and we've talked about unlocking, there is a loophole to unlocking characters, and I've discovered it. So and this is before t- you before you okay. say that before you say it. So I've seen these things on YouTube. I hadn't watched them, but I've seen where they're talking about how to unlock the characters fast. Mm-hmm. And to me, that's kind of the fun part of the game is to unlock them and then they pop up at random and all this. I don't want to just have them all there right off the bat, which is essentially what you're doing, you know? Yeah. That's just me. That's the fun to me, but some people want to get it immediately. Well, I'm having, I'm actually having fun doing the speed unlock. So the speed unlock method is basically what you do is you either play your story, story mode or play your, um, smash mode and you set, you set up a smash and I've called mine smash one. And what it is, is a one minute round of fighting with just one character against one character and you've got one minute to beat them and then it goes into sudden death. And that's what I do. And I actually play like some people, what they'll do is they'll start that and just jump off the board and speed it. What I do is I actually play it because I'm learning some of the move sets, trying to get refamiliar, trying to refamiliarize myself with everything and the way everything goes. Cause it's been, I haven't played smash brothers since GameCube. So 
trying to get ref- uh, trying to get all of that that coming back and everything. And so I'm actually playing it the right way. Well, what you do is you play it until you get to um, a character that comes up saying a new foe has, has emerged or appeared or whatnot, mm-hmm. and you fight that character. If you win, great. If you don't, okay. But the thing is, is once you finish that and you see the pop-up screen right after it, you press your home button on your controller, and then you press X to close out the app, to close out the game, and then you go right back into the game. And then you go back into the Smash, and you got to go back into the Smash. You fight, and then as soon as you finish that match, you'll have that no foe appear again. And that's how I've gotten, like, seeing Mac 10 times. I've gotten all of that, and it... Yeah, it's yeah, it speeds it up, but it's still just as challenging. Those characters are still tough to beat because Mac is still so, hold on, me you, up. You go so it says new foe appears, and that's when you immediately when it says new foe appears, you got to go no, push no. your home screen. No, no, no. When it says new foe appears, you fight them. Okay. And then if you win, you know the screen that says that whoever's joined the you fight. Unlocked. Yeah. Yeah. Don't press anything. Press your home button. And it, and it shows you the stuff and you press X and it closes out that and you close out the game. Then you go back into the game and then do your do another smash fight and mm-hmm. f- fight. And once that's finished, you'll see the, happen, a, a new foe appear again. And that's yeah. that 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 speeds it up. Me, I don't see a problem doing that because that's fun doing that like that, unlocking it because I'm unlocking all my characters because I want to find a character that I really, really, really want to learn to play with, you know, like Sonic or like with um, some of the other characters. I got King K. Rule unlocked already. And dude, that guy's vicious. He's a heavy hitter. You know, I got some fun characters unlocked already. Now, one that I just unlocked was, uh, I think her name's Daphne from the Animal Crossing I, I'm guessing okay. at her name. I can't remember. She is vicious. She's got a little fishing pole that she throws out. And if it hits you, yeah. it catches you. And then she just flings you in the air and you're done. I mean, it's just like... And, and the thing is, is the fishing pole sits there. She's like fishing for you. It yeah, is insane. She is crazy. And she's a tough That's little That's the one fight. I fought with Simon and started dominating her and I fell off the screen. Yeah, I mean... It's like I can't... He does his uppercut and he moves off the screen. He can move off the screen mm-hmm. and he falls and you can't double jump out of it. And so you're yeah. just gonna if you pass the ledge, you're done. So that so that's so that's a key that's a key to this too as well. So if you ever do if you're ever off the edge and you do a power move, you cannot do another move. It freezes you out. So unless you're getting close well, to the edge it, it, like on the ground and doing it. Well, yeah, if you're on the ground and doing it and then you fall off the edge, then yes, you still can't do your you jump. It locks yeah, you out of your jump. that's what happens with Simon. It locks you out of your jump. So, like, with, so Link is a great character, too. If you haven't played with Link yet, try out Link. Yep, he's my so, second favorite. So, so what's cool about Link is, is one of his power moves is a, a sword whirlwind. And so you can actually turn him into a triple jump with the sword whirlwind. Basically, you do your two jumps, and then if you're close enough, you do your sword whirlwind to the edge, and you can grab on and get get up. He's a really good one for doing things like that. So, I mean, you've got you've got once you learn your move sets, then you do good things like that. But the problem is, is with that sword whirlwind, if you don't grab the edge, you just fall down because you can't jump again. So yeah. it, it, you, you've got to learn your different moves to do things like with Kirby, you can do his um, it, like if you're hopping uh, in the air, it, you can do his flame attack to get over and then do another jump because his little flame attack will help shoot him over one direction, whichever direction you go and help him shoot him over fast is, is this dash attack. 
So you can do is dash attack in midair, and you just jump over. There's a lot of combos that you'll learn to do once you start playing it more, and you've got things like that that happen. Another one, if you want to, if you want a character that will uh, that will make people mad, play Jigglypuff. Oh, he, he's I had to run in with him. Jigglypuff is vicious. Is so frustrating. Just, oh dude. my gosh, it's just <laughs> this like, dude's so oh. cheap. Cheap I jumped moves. off the screen. He knocked me off, and he just keeps poop, poop. I can't get yes. back on. He just floats and just keeps kicking oh, me. Oh yes, he just there. floats. I mean, literally, Jigglypuff and oh, Kirby both so are just funny. they just float in the air, and it's just like, oh my gosh, it just makes you so 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 mad. Well, even his special is overpowering because he just yes. puffs up into this big thing, and if you touch him, he kills you. Yes. He, like covers the whole stage. Yes, he's as where links and shoots a he shoots a an arrow, and if you're not in its way, it doesn't do anything. Mm-hmm. Most people have that kind. He's, he's Jigglypuff is just tough. So I mean, you got characters like that. Um, have you fought where you are, are like the supersized or whatever? Where? Uh, what do you mean? Okay, so in the stage there are you, you can pick like the items are falling while you're fighting. Mm-hmm. You can pick up a mushroom that'll make you bigger, yep. which is great because if you it gives you a stronger power hit. But there's also one that you can eat and it shrinks you. Yeah, the one that shrinks you is actually very helpful because I like when I get shrunk because they can't, they might can knock me far, but I can jump so much further and I can do so. I feel like I feel like I have an extra like this speed boost on me. It, it's it's kind of a double edged yeah. sword there for that one. And I know I keep on using that term. I used it in our lad podcast like three times, but it, <laughs> it's it's so much fun to get these things. And like the one thing that I haven't learned and haven't really figured out much about yet, this is something new to me is the spirits. Cause in the other two, uh, ones that I played, they didn't have spirits. They didn't have these extra things that come out and fight for you. You know, we had weapons and stuff you could get. Cause I mean, the star wand was a big one. The bat was a big one. Uh, the sword was a big one and the flower were big ones for us in our, our in, in the, uh, first two installments of Super Smash Brothers, but now you've got Pokeballs, you've got ca- little character—I uh, don't know what yeah, you call them—little ca- capsules, yeah, little or capsules, whatever. and you throw, and now you've got a, basically you've got a backup person there that's just doing all Those the damage. Are awesome, dude! I got Knuckles on one of my matches. Man, that's a guy I want to have every single time. Knuckles was just, he was doing his uppercut, and every time the guy would jump by, I was playing, uh, it was, uh, Basically, I was fighting Ness, and then I got one of those capsules, and Knuckles pops out. And Ness was keeping on, it was trying to keep on getting him back on the stage, and Knuckles would just uppercut him every single time, just constantly. And I'm like, all right, I'm just going to sit here, and I'm just sitting there watching him. And Knuckles is just knocking the mess out of him. And, you know, you've got some that are great like that. The um, Earthbound Alien, he's another good one. He just stands there and shoots lasers at you, no matter what direction you're coming. And this one character, I knocked him off the screen, and then through the capsule, and the Earthbound alien comes out of it the dude couldn't get back on until the earthbound character was gone like he just kept on trying to jump and that laser would keep on hitting him and knocking him i mean some are great like that and then you have like this one floating head i still haven't figured out what in the world it does <laughs> this head it pops up They're so and then it just floats away i'm like you didn't help me what are you you're worthless they put and they put today and they really do put worth worthless ones in there be prepared for that today we were playing uh, before we do this podcast, as a matter of fact, they put one out there, and it was a chef, and like he had this big pot, and then he put me and Jacob. So I play with my son. He put him, me and Jacob, in the pot, and I'm like, dude, we're both in this pot, and everybody's just standing there looking. It's online. We always play online, 
And then it threw us out of the pot. And now I'm trying to think of the first thing we had. It was the weirdest thing. We both were like boots. Mm -hmm. I'm dead serious. A big picture of a boot over our characters. And we couldn't even see what we're doing. You know, then it was two big tomatoes over our characters. And it was like these weird things. I had one where a dog, the cartoon dog from Nintendog, it was awesome. He got on my screen like he's looking through a, a glass at us and, and right in front of it, he's so massive on the screen he's just blocking your view and he's just like scraping the screen with his paw and everything it is so funny man see that's what I love but, um, about Smash Brothers oh, they got awesome. so many fun little things like that and two sometimes you can smash the guy off the screen and he hits your screen have you had that yeah, happen? that's great. Oh, yeah. Oh, oh it's yeah. so funny. Like, I smash somebody, and all of a sudden, like, I see the little character floating toward me. All of a sudden, my screen just gets hammered with this character. I'm like, oh, my gosh, that was great. <laughs> you know I mean? They, so, they've done so much great stuff with that. With the capsules and stuff, that this has to be said. Uh, playing online, uh, those capsules that you get for the extra guy and the Pokeballs, they're game changers. I mean, oh, yeah. You, and, and you and your people get uh, those capsules first. Then you're gonna you can win a lot. Of, even people that are better than you, if you get to them first, uh, you can win. We've had that happen, and then the next match. Well, every time we win, I try to teach my son good sportsmanship. It's all right. If we win, we push rematch because it gives you the chance. Do you want to rematch or not? Every time, um, and they both both people have to put rematch, and you'll play again. So I said, if we win, I always give them a rematch, and uh, you know if they win, sometimes we'll want to play them again or not. But I always give them a rematch, and then we rematched them. They got the capsules and, and the pokeballs, and they win. Uh, that one they won that time, but one of the best. Wait before uh, you go capsules. before you go any further. I want to say this: thank you for teaching your son the right way to play. But there's not <laughs> enough gamers and young gamers that know that and that do that and that play nicely. You know, we need to hear this on the podcast. Other listeners need to hear it. But thank you, Hollywood, for teaching your son the right way to play, <laughs> and thank you for teaching him early. Oh yeah, you got to let them get them another chance because if you're really better than them, you beat them again. Um, but anyway, the best, one of the best uh, capsule things that I've gotten, and I don't remember what game it's from. I've seen it before. It's like an old, old Atari game or something. It's like a little cowboy that comes out, and he's. Uh, it's like just the outline of him. It's like the old little eight, yeah, you know, four bit or I know whatever. What you're it used talking to about be. Like, oh. and he just has a little gun that. Hmm. And if that thing hits you, I think it just throws you off the screen. It, it, it is it, brutal. Yeah, it's like a, one of those. And if you super get him, you're like, I'm gonna get two KOs right here, <laughs> and it, and he'll just wreck, man. Oh, it's so much. It's so fun to do that. Um, and I've and I've switched to Link. Link was my my second best. Um, and sometimes I win, sometimes I can't. The problem with this game to me is that I know the the controls are pretty precise, but you will uh, for some reason reason like if i can't even explain it is chaotic here everybody's jumping around da, 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 da. so okay i'm going to come down and kirby has his hammer and he pulls it back and you're like all right i got it back so i want to push left and release the b and he'll just swing it to the right like that didn't register yeah. for some reason it's not quite you know you'll, everybody that's a smash bros is going to understand this you'll be kicking in the wrong direction or whatever you're like dude i pushed over and started kicking but you didn't register my turn to the left apparently you know it seems like it's you know, so, if you started kicking a half second too fast, it's not going to turn. I don't so, know why. So playing with the Joy-Cons, I had that issue. 
playing with. I got a pro controller. Now. Even playing with I've the been even, even playing with the pro controller because I have mine's not a pro; it's an enhanced. Playing with the enhanced, yeah. I was having a little bit of that issue. This one right here, the GameCube wireless controller that they made, they even have a game. You can even get wired GameCube controllers and play with it. Dude, the I got game, a GameCube controller. Then just make then go get the adapter. They have a they sell an adapter that you plug into the back. It's a USB adapter that you can plug that gives you four ports for GameCube controllers. GameCube. Oh yeah. man, I'm about it. And then and it, that alleviated it. And that right there, I'm telling you, when I've been playing with the GameCube controller, I've had so much better results with the GameCube controller over the over the Nintendo Switch controllers. It's just it yeah. feels so much better. I loved playing um the GameCube version of Super Smash Brothers. It, it's just it's so much response. I mean, when you use the little C stick, that does that that basically compresses a couple button presses for you. And it's really nice to have that, you know. I mean, I know with the Pro and the enhanced controllers you have the buttons on the back and that you can set them, but they can only be set to one button. They can't be set to two. The little C stick is, as you know, your charge up moves. They're, they're some of your charge up power moves, and so you've got that right there on your C stick, and it just, to me, it just feels so much better. I mean, the GameCube controller, in my opinion, too, is a very underrated controller. It actually is. I mean, for all intents and purposes, it's actually a really nice controller. I really thought that the really enlarged A button was weird, the B button being smaller was weird, and the Y and the X being above that is just kind of weird. But, dude, when I'm playing Smash Brothers, oh, my gosh, it feels so right. It's like I'm not having to worry about where my buttons, where my fingers are. It's, it's so much so much nicer, and, and I really am glad that I bought the wireless uh, GameCube controller. I think most, most collectors, serious gamers, will say that the GameCube controller is their favorite controller. Um, they're hard. If they're expensive, a, reg, a real GameCube controller, like an authentic one from back in the day that's in good shape, is like, it's like 40 bucks. Mm-hmm. And uh, I mean, I this one, one here was such a good shape. This one here's fifty bucks. Well, what? Well, that's wireless and the whole thing. Yeah, it's I'm the wireless. It's an old school, and you can buy these, you know, aftermarket ones like every everything that's mm-hmm. supposedly pretty pretty good too. But whatever, yeah, that that controller is real good. Um, but something I wanted to talk about before we get too far ahead, you're talking about the spirits. Um, so in adventure mode, adventure mode is kind of like a little story. You start yeah. off with Kirby, like you said, and you got to fight, and somebody has got all the fighters and put a bad spirit in them essentially and you got to fight them and release that spirit and then join your fight but your spirits are part of your uh it's essentially a equipment slot that your spirit you see the one two three four five or whatever number star you put that spirit in there and that can help you do things like it'll help you jump higher it'll negate wind it'll negate uh, poison and stuff like that and it gives you more power uh, and then those also have slots that you can put other stuff in. Like, hey, you'll start the match with a spike ball or you'll start with whatever. Yeah. And everybody gets a first spirit. My first spirit was, um, he was a Mega Man character. It wasn't Mega Man. It was one of the bosses, like Skull Man. Uh, it was Skull Man. My first one was Hammer and, Bros. Yeah, so you get those and then you can level them up. And they get some of them don't release their full power till they're level 99. They can level up by either fighting with them or... Uh, feeding them little pellets, essentially, whatever they are, medium. Yeah. There's a small, medium, and large. And you'll get a million of those, so you don't have to worry about running out. No, not at you all. You get them ver- all these different fight, different uh, things you can do to uh, unlock more. But one of the things, too, that they introduced, 
I guess they entered. And then this, I don't know if this is brand new, but you said it's all the spirits are new. So um, for me, it's kind of are. a rock. Yeah, it's kind of a rock, paper, scissor thing. You have a, I don't even know what they are, green or red. So it's attack, a defense. The d- attack is red. Defense is blue. And then there's a green. And I don't know what that is. And then there's a purple for neutral. And so blue is weak against red. Uh, you know, is weak against green, etc., etc. There's a little chart that says it. So you'll fight one of these, you know, fighters that have the bad spirit, and they'll be a certain element. And so you want to get an element that is stronger than the one they are. That is that his is weak against. Doesn't do anything special, you know, while you're doing it. It just gives you a little bit of an advantage. Now, the problem with that is, I mean, if you if you do go in with a weaker element, or you're noticeably weaker then you're going to get better rewards for defeating that monster, such as gold or more, you know, orbs to feed your spirit or whatever, or a better spirit or what, something like that. Yeah. You get better, better um, rewards if you fight in a disadvantage. Yeah, exactly. And some of these are, are ridiculously hard. Like there's three Yoshis, the wool Yoshis. They have like a nine. I think the highest yeah. you can get is like 10,000. They have like a nine ninety eight hundred. you know, and I'm, and I'm going in, in there with like a 7,000, and still get destroyed mm-hmm. and quick too. I mean, but you know, they have shops in there that you buy. You can buy different spirits. You can buy all the stuff. So, I mean, it's, it's just a, it's a fun thing. I, I really like that. I think it's a great addition. It is. It's and really they have, they have so many different modes, like uh, tournament modes. I mean, I don't even know all of them yet, but there's stuff to do. So much content, such a great game. They have, I mean, Nintendo just did, did great. They have a ton to do in this one. It's just like, how much can you shove in a fighting game? You know, right. and they shoved stories, they shoved challenges, tournaments. I mean, they got it all in this game. I mean, I'm sorry, this is I mean, this is the best Super Smash Brothers they've put out, but I mean, you also can tell with all that they dumped into it, they were trying to make it the best. And it shows. Oh, I yeah. mean, it is I mean, heck heck, just by this you know, weekend when it's been been released because it was released on Friday. It is Amazon's number one selling game for 2018. <laughs> wow, that's how big that, that should have got Game of the Year. Maybe that's how big it, it, Super Smash Brothers has been, and it's only been out since Friday. I mean, that is yeah, insane. You know, it, it's just one of those things where you know it, it's got such a cult following. And you get to experience characters from so many different games. I mean, Snake is in there from from Metal Gear Solid. I mean, you've got Castlevania oh, yeah. characters. You got Bayonetta. I mean, you've got Sonic. You got, I mean, just tons of characters just pouring out of this game. You've got you know several different versions of Link, which is fun. You've got Link from uh, Breath of the Wild. You've got Link from Wind Waker. You've got a young Link. I mean, you get all of these different feels for these different characters. It's just... My gosh, they've done done great. I mean, I'm fixing to unlock, sit right here and unlock... uh, If you pre-ordered the game, you get Piranha Plant for free. You know, it's a a freaking plant in uh, one of the Mario tubes you know i mean it's just <laughs> i mean just so i mean so many crazy things like that now the one downfall to the game is and they, they've talked about this is they don't have waluigi in here 
Yeah, that is weird. He's not. He didn't make it to this one, and he's been in the other ones. While Luigi was not fun to play against, you, you're talking about <laughs> you want to fight a character that's just down and dirty, hard to beat. Fight while Luigi, but he's not in this one, <laughs> and it's just it's kind of sad because I mean it's just one of those things. But you've got seventy right now. What seventy four characters right 74, now? Seventy four. Yeah, in the yep. base game, they're fixing to drop five more. Not including Piranha Plant, because I didn't see anywhere where Piranha Plant was going to be the first one. So that's six more characters they're adding. So you're looking at 80 characters right then and there. And they have... Who are the unlockables? Uh, Somebody's told me the first one. I can't remember. I don't remember the first one, and they haven't announced all of them yet either, I don't think. So, um, but... And you mean the downloadable ones. Yes. Uh, So it's... I'm sorry, but this game's going to be holding my attention for quite some time. I mean, it's just so yeah, much Joker's fun. Joker's the only one. Yeah. Joker's the one that they've released. Yeah, that, 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 that's it. Um, that they've said. And, and so, that's it. I mean, you're looking at just all of these different types of characters that you can play in this game. Um, you've got King, uh, a character from Kingdom Hearts in here. Um, there was one that I forgot what, what game it was from, but it was a sword fighting game. And the character was tough to fight. It was one of the ones that I was trying to unlock right before the game, right before we started the podcast. And just, I mean, it's just so many characters, so many stages. And the stages are all different. None of them are like alike. One of the stages I remember from back in the day that was fun to play on that I played on just a little while ago was the F Zero stage. Have you played that one yet? Yeah. Yeah. If you're not you're on the car, if you're not careful, the car will knock you off the stage. And then uh, uh, <laughs> Ness's stage, uh, if you get down to the bottom, you'll hear a car coming by. It'll honk. If you're down there, it's gonna bang you around the stage. It's just it, they've got so many little different pieces and parts to the stages. And then I was playing one of those eight bit stages, and it was like. I, I don't know. I guess it was like some kind of monster thing. But anytime in the background a person opened a door or whatever, it affected you on the stage. I mean, it's just so yeah, cool that they got monsters the, or whatever. Yeah, it's just so cool that they've got that was this uh, little Wario's p- was it? stage. It, it's just yeah, cool. Wario they, game or something. It's just cool that they've got so many little pieces like that in the game. So much nostalgia in this one game. And I, I'm sorry, it's 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 one of my top games right now. It, it is they, my top uh, game right now. Somebody put on it has this has to be mentioned. Uh, somebody put on Twitter, which is probably one of the best comments. He says, "Oh man, I just bought an awesome soundtrack that happened to have a fighting game in, in it." Too. Oh gosh, you know, yeah. Like that. The music's been beautiful because in you this can game. go into the uh, settings and see and listen to all the different music and like you know all the different sound effects for any one character, all the different music. And it's I think he even said it's, he wants it to be kind of like a your little portable music thing. I mean, you could put some headphones on and jam out to whatever song you want. I mean, that they have, and there's hundreds. It seems like you know, um, for all the stages and all the you know characters, and you finish. I love the the classic mode where you have to pick a character. Like I did Simon, um, and give a little bit of a spoiler alert here. But uh, Simon Belmont, and I've done Trevor too. I hadn't done his classic mode yet, but um, Simon, you go through and fight. You got to fight like six or seven different. Uh, challenges so you might fight three people at once you might fight eight people at once uh, and then I got to the final boss and it's Dracula and then you you kill Dracula and then he turns it's just like the fight from like uh, uh, was it Dracula X or the beginning of um, 
Symphony of the Night, where he throws those all the same moves. You kill him, and then he turns into that big thing again. Uh, you got to fight him again. So uh, stuff like that. He turns into that big bat-looking thing without wings or whatever. But uh, stuff like that. The bosses, the final bosses, are awesome. And Dracula, you can't be you can't be Dracula right now. Um, you know, and he's not. He didn't fight like a Smash Bros. character, but. Uh, there's all kind of different ones like that. It's in theme with whatever character. So there's going to be 74 of those. Obviously, Mario fights Bowser You know, at the end. Link fights Ganon, which, by the way, I've unlocked the normal Ganon. There's two mm-hmm. Ganons, I think. The normal Ganon, and he is mass. He is, he's probably, I, don't, I didn't unlock Mac yet, but Ganon is super powerful. I think mm-hmm. he does an uppercut. He does. He does an uppercut, and he grab. Well, I know he does an uppercut, but he did an uppercut on. If you can master this on one of the characters, and after he did it in midair, he threw him straight down at an angle and threw him off the stage. Yep. And I was like, dude, I can't. I couldn't tell if he did that or he did it and it bounced off the top, you know, and fl- mm-hmm. flung down. Uh, no, he does. He does. Basically, it's like a, a move that you can slam him when he bounces. You grab him in the air, and you're able to throw him in a direction. And that's that's so. one of Ganon's moves. He's just he's a vicious character because Ganon was in some of the was was in one of the earlier ones. I can't remember if he was both in sixty four and GameCube, but I know he was in GameCube and he was just dude. He was a tough character because he did that. He had that directional throw. And when you get characters that have directional throws, especially Ganon's, because Ganon's is a power throw, you don't come back from yeah. it. Yeah, his is brutal. And somebody had him, and he has that sword that he used mm-hmm. to charge. He can do it high, low, blah, blah, blah. And if you get hit with that, and, and you know, they'll crush you. And, and just so, by the way, we were playing, uh, again, me and my son, and we were playing the stage, and it was one where everybody had, like, three lives or whatever. One of the guys died, and it said, KO, like, you know, he's, he's out. Player one eliminated or whatever it says. Well, then he came back. Uh, not just KO'd, like his, all of his lives were out. Then he came back. And so um, I was like, how did he come back? You know, so then we got to fighting, me and Jacob and other two, that same guy. I got taken out all the way. I started pushing buttons. I came back after a while. So then uh, Jacob got KO'd. And I was like, man, just so he KO'd another guy. So it's me and that one guy that kept doing that stupid power move with one of these guys from. Um, from uh what's the name of that it's the strategy game that everybody plays it was a uh, radiant dawn was the one of them a uh, fire emblem yeah and yeah, fire uh, emblem. and so his is powerful thing kept doing it and then we started beating him and then jacob was like oh, i don't come back i said i don't know just keep pushing buttons or something and i wasn't thinking <laughs> So we're I'm fighting this one on one. Whoever dies next, we win, you know. And he's just pushing buttons. Well, then he pushes home button and close, and he closed the software. And I'm <laughs> like, dude, what did you do? Oh, he told me to just push buttons. And I'm like, oh my gosh, man, you just closed us out. You know, I just mean these. You know, I don't think he's only mm-hmm. six. When you say push all the buttons, he's pushing all the buttons. And uh, and so he closed us out. And then I log back in. It's like, oh, you disconnected from a game. If you do that again, oh yeah, you know your your game your game is going to start smoking or something. Oh yeah, they so they, like, they take the drop games very seriously on this. Um, people have gotten their their um, temp temp bands cart smoked. Yeah, they've gotten their they've gotten their temp bands uh, pretty quickly. So you got to be careful with that. 
But um, I think what's happening in your situation with that whole coming back, I think it's eating one of the other players, like your other players' life. I think that's got to be. I think, I think, if I'm not mistaken, yeah. I think I remember that. Is like you're able to use like one of your other one of your partner's lives in some of that. Yeah, I think that's what that's what I assumed it was. And um, so anyway, uh, one thing I do got to mention too is that you know there's a lot of serious Smash Bros. players, and it's a. I'm glad they didn't do this. If I had to pick, I would want it like this. They don't keep a record that I've seen of your win loss. You don't have a ranking structure. In other words, when I fight somebody else we don't i don't really know you know how many they've won how long they've been playing mm-hmm. you know what is their you know their record or whatever um and so that's good i think because you'll play some and some people and like we, we're brand new and i've we like you know playing smash bros but we've been gaming for a long time i understand fighting games mechanics and blah 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 so i'm not terrible at the game so we'll get on there and either sometimes we'll get wrecked pretty fast and other times we'll play and you can tell that the two guys are not that good and i love seeing that man i love seeing that because i like seeing new people get on and play you know we play uh it'll have hollywood it'll have hollywood k that's my name on a, a screen name i think hollywood k and then hollywood k2 for Jacob and then whoever we're playing against will have clear fire and then clear fire two or whatever. And if you have your other controller, if they're playing side by side and, um, and sometimes you can tell like this other guy's like a kid or something, you know, he's not really doing it, but I love seeing that man. I love seeing this game. It's just a fun, it's no pressure. There's no records to say, Oh, I've lost a hundred and only won three, you know, or whatever. It's just have fun with it as it's going. And it's supposed to be chaotic and, 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 that's, and crazy. And that's how the game was back in the day. It was just fun, you know. I mean, there were so many times that, you know, I could smoke my friends and my friends could smoke me. I mean, there was just, there was never any day that you could go in and say, oh, I'm going to dominate everybody all day long. No, if somebody decided to whip out Kirby, you you were like, well, I'm done then. You know, you knew you're going to get yep. smoked. Or if you saw Jigglypuff come out, you're like, dadgummit. Or if you knew that your buddy over there was really good with Link, you knew that you probably were going to lose that match, you know. But then when you pick yeah. characters that both of you are bad at, it's a, it's a toss-up, you know. Um, one character that a lot of us loved back in the day was Ness. And if you could master some of Ness's moves, he's a vicious little character to play. So um, it's just, and that's what was that's what's so fun about the game. You know, you could go play against the best in the world gamer and have a chance to win. Yeah. You know, uh, be a complete novice and be have a chance to win. It, it's a game designed for anybody to walk up, play, and have a chance to win. Well, I mean, you still got to master your controls. Oh, and definitely. Stuff. Like, can can you get a lucky hit? Yeah, but like um. So they say you're supposed to... There's a lot of people go in there and just play with a bunch of different characters all the time. You're not ever going to really get good that way. You have to find one and master him um, first. And here's what I say about it. Like Kirby, like I said, is my guy. If we want to win, if we're trying to win, we'll both get Kirby. But by playing and learning his movesets, now when I play against Kirby, I know what he can do. And I know exactly... Mm-hmm. you know. So now I can beat him pretty easily. Yeah. Um, and so... This, you know, eventually with 70 something characters, I mean, it's going to take you a while, but you know, what did, what did 64 have eight characters? Yeah. You know? You're looking like eight, um, 12 characters, you know, and you're looking at what, 15, so on and so 15 forth, or so happens. characters. I mean, not, you, you never had this many. Like, I think the most you yeah. ever had were like 20, 25 characters in the game. I mean, you had 74. This is insane. But if you master 
you know, your character, you're, you're, you're doing two things. You're learning how to fight well with them and you're learning how to fight well against them. Mm-hmm. So that's what you're going to have to do with all of them. So there is a level, certainly a level of skill involved. Yeah. Um, so, but anyway, man, you got anything else to say? No, no, I don't, man. I mean, I, I mean, I do. I could talk about another two, three hours about Smash Brothers because it's just one of my favorite games. But for the first impressions of Smash Brothers Ultimate, fantastic game. I mean, it's just, it gets my seal of approval. I mean, it's just awesome. Yeah. Great game to sit here and play with your family. I mean, like my son has played it. and uh, You know, we can practice against each other. And I used to take it easy on him and let him learn. And now I'll try to go all out on him and he'll still knock me off the screen mm-hmm. sometimes. So it's not super complicated and it's easy to pick up and play. You don't have to, um, you don't have to, uh, you know, sit down and dedicate a lot of time to it. And uh, just for perfect, it's 10, 20 here PM. And I'm going to grab the switch and play it in handheld mode. I've played it there and it's just as easy to play in handheld mode. It plays really well in handheld mode. Um, in fact, that's where I found out Kirby, my very first online match with Kirby, I won against three other people and it's in handheld mode. And, uh, so I was like, that's my dude. And, uh, it's, it just translates over well is what I'm trying to say. It really does. Like in whatever controller you're playing with it, um, it, it just, it works, you know, it, it's one of those games that you can play it in, like you said, handheld mode, you can play it in full screen on your system and it's pretty much still the same thing and you don't have to like have a learning curve in it it's great well cool all right well we will have a youtube video with some playthrough i got a ton several hours of smash bros that i'm gonna put put on uh, while we uh hack out the smash bros portion of this podcast and put it on youtube uh, for the uh, full podcast, if you are listening on YouTube, just type the H&K Video Game Experience in Google and it'll pop up. You can also type in uh, H&K space EXP on YouTube to get our YouTube channel. If you're listening to this podcast and want to see some play gameplay, you can do that. We also have our individual uh, channels that we throw a couple of uh, videos on, Hollywood Cole. And, uh, is yours clear fire Mine's now? Mine's still clear fire. Yeah, it's always been clear fire. Okay. Well, all right. Well, appreciate you guys listening and uh, take care. Take care, everybody.